Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. My hair, my hair, my hair, my hair feels disgusting. And like, it just feels. Shut up. Shut up. You're in your car. I don't know. I mean, do you Look need good. it because right I'm, now? I'm, bra- I'm braided and faded right now. I just got to make sure my shit is clean. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm in the car. Okay. I'm not going to question you. I mean, hey, man. I make sure I'm clean at all times. Well, welcome in. <laughs> the opening kickoff podcast already in progress. We have a great show in store for you guys, uh, and we have a little treat uh, that we'll talk about here in a, in a moment or two. I'm your host, Dave Stonewall. We got a lot of basketball to cover and a bunch of other stuff because you know us. We'll go completely off topic. I'm your host, Dave Stonewall. My two guys are with me. Peyton Gerard is here. Peyton, how you doing? I'm doing great. March Madness. It's around the corner. I mean, what else could we ask for, guys? We're here. We're the pandemic. It's becoming what pandemic? Sooner or later, hopefully, allegedly, maybe. So things are looking good. I'm, I'm excited. I know. I get my first dose of the vaccine tomorrow. So oh, I'm, on, I'm, on cloud, I'm on cloud nine right now. After considering how the year started for me, to be yeah. able to get the vaccine here is is a quite an accomplishment and only because i'm coaching football is that the only reason why i'm getting it yeah wow i mean wow hey, hey again carroll county I, I try to tell people is like texas in the way it treats its football so it does not surprise me one with bit. like with but like 10 percent of the skill <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. they really they really aren't producing i mean whatever no, no, <laughs> You have no argument for me on that point, but still, it is exactly like Texas, and we'll get into that. Brandon Stevens is back with us. Um, look, looking, looking a little weird again. This again. is an audio only podcast, but for us right now, it is like trippy. I feel like when I'm, I'm Listen. looking at Brandon, I'm looking at like an acid trip. I don't understand why, like my skin is so reflective right now, but it's just like it's just the screen that's in front of me that's changing colors. And I'm I'm just changing colors with it, you know. That's just it looks like you're watching style. TV, like a movie or something in the dark, and it's like flashing at your face. Well, you know, I guess you could say that that's what's happening. We bring in our guest this week, Kevin, our guy KP. Who uh, let, let let let's just pull the the covers back, Kev, and let's let's announce what's happening uh, next week. You're gonna you're gonna be hosting this show. The three of us are gonna be off, and uh, we're, we're we're in the process of getting you to host this show next week. Hey, first off, hello, fellas. How we doing? Good evening, or oh, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, I'm looking forward to hosting next week, man. I have been on a shoot almost a year <laughs> podcast hosting hiatus, so I can't wait to get back into it, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're trying to we're trying to help you out and give you David and Dan, so at least it's. 
it's the conversation is a little good. We'll have all that information uh, out in a little bit. But don't worry, Brandon, Peyton, and I are, are just – we need a week. We need some R&R. We've been working kind of hard, so we're going to take a week off. But I have the utmost faith in putting the show in Kev's hands. David, eh, not so much. But that's another conversation <laughs> for another day. We just hey, can't trust Sixers fans, man. <laughs> hey man, if you just if you need me to talk my shit for sixty minutes, I could do that. <laughs> like, it'll be a full blown James Harden style ISO for a whole hour. <laughs> <It'll> <laughs> be, um... <laughs> well, we'll get into we'll get into the college basketball and the NBA on this podcast as well. But uh, we I want to start with this. It was a year ago today, as we taped this podcast, that essentially the sports world stopped. You had Rudy Gobert test positive for Utah. All of a sudden, left and right, NBA games stopped. The next day, MLB stopped. Uh, hockey stopped. I mean, everything came to a halt. And it is incredible to think that we are a year removed from that happening. So just, Kev, start us off. Just what, what do you remember? I mean, it feels like it was just yesterday that this happened. But... I mean, how just I, – I remember us all texting each other in the group chat that night. It was a Wednesday night, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, did, something's happening here. And we're, we're all reading the updates, and all of a sudden it's – there's no game being played tonight. So go, go ahead. So uh, I come at it from a little different of a perspective since I've been working in the medical field for the past maybe four or five years – we were looking at it as like maybe a two weeks, three weeks before the whole sports world shut down. We first heard about COVID-19. We were like, okay, how are they still doing this? The way we're communicating, we didn't know like the whole world was going to shut down, but we were like, okay, this is what we're doing right now. Isn't sustainable as far as stopping the virus. So when it got to the point where uh, the sports world finally just went kaput, <laughs> we were just like, Oh, okay. That's what that means. But looking back at it, when we just had, it really made us realize the void that sports fills in our life. Like that this much needed distraction that we need that sports of all ways, shape and form provide. And it really put a highlight on that. Like if you really think about it, the things we were paying attention to and the type of content that, hell, even us, we did a fast food bracket for like five weeks on this podcast. Yeah, we were trying to fill times. Round two will be big. Oh, yeah, and we're doing it again. <laughs> but, like, just the things we had to do to fill time. You think of how many people, like, the industry of sports, not even just playing, like, sports talk and people who sell jerseys outside the stadium to even the lady who bootlegging down at the flea market. Like, the whole economy that sports caused, we saw the importance of it. So that's really what the uh, highlighted for me. Brandon. What's up? <laughs> I mean, let me ask this question since Kev, Kev brought up a point, and I, it, I've heard it kind of been talked about this week. Did it, To me, it kind of felt like this country didn't take what was happening seriously. No, until sports, un, until sports, Well, that, that is... It was that a is, joke, dude. It was a joke <laughs> until, it, until they canceled NBA. See, I was just, that was going to be my question. Did it feel like all of a sudden we started to take it more seriously because all of a sudden we lost the entertainment of sports? Um, For me, it really wasn't like a, 
uh, it wasn't the sports thing that I think that kind of woke me up. It was the fact that like I had people asking me because I was still in school at the time, and uh, I had people asking me like, "Yo, like, are we coming back after spring break?" And you know, I probably would have bet everything I had on me that you know, yeah, that we were coming back. And then the day after spring break was supposed to end when we got the email that like, yeah, you know, break has been extended for like another week. Like people aren't coming <laughs> back to campus. I was kind of like, oh, okay. Like I, I see where this is going. Like this is this is not <laughs> gonna end well. Um, but from a sports perspective, like once things started to get canceled, I mean, probably for a lot of people that was a wake up call because it's like. Sport sporting events really don't get canceled for much, right? Like it takes a a, a, a catastrophic event to <laughs> to cancel a yeah. sporting. They will play sports in any climate for, for anything. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. So once uh, those things started getting you know delayed and getting canceled, I think people were like, "Oh my god!" Like this is definitely a lot more serious than than we expected. Peyton, do you have a point? Because I have something I want to bring up. I don't want to derail this too much. Mm, not really. I would say that my memory of it was literally I was about to go to the ace. No, I was about to go to the first round of March Madness in Greensboro here. Had buddies coming down. Like, we were all going to go. Took off work, everything. Like, and then just in a matter of a second, like, it was gone. And I was like, well, you know, maybe they'll reschedule it. We'll go again. And I was like, nope, it's just done. It's just, just done. <laughs> and I was like, so, like, what do we do now? Like, what do we do? What can I do for fun? And then it was, like, just nothing. Just nothing. So it was just definitely, like, I would say that, like, for me personally, like, it was definitely finding more ways to, like, be entertained with, like, you know, TV and stuff like that other than watching sports, catching up on, like, I caught up on power. That was definitely something I used to like during the pandemic. So that was all right. You can put your thumb down all you want, but it's a fire show. Terrible, um, terrible show. Terrible. I've, I've changed my point because I ended up finishing the new season because Dan told me to, and I'm back in. I'm not proud that I'm back in, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just, that's where I'm at. So, um, but no, I, I just think like, Hopefully, no matter what you take away from this, hopefully at least everyone takes away something that they've learned in a positive way. Like appreciate something, you know, not like, not just anything, anything you can think of, like family time, anything, all, all that stuff. Sports, shit, I'm very appreciative of sports. Even when there's no fans, I am very appreciative that it is a thing still. So, that's all uh, I got. Couple, couple of points. First of which, Peyton, if you enjoy power, please go watch Snowfall. Because if you I, think I, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I watched the first episode of it because Dan told me I need to watch that now. And yes, yeah, yeah, good. Just, yeah, good. It's, he's he's yeah, doing you justice. It, I'm hooked. So it's as you should be. <laughs> In fact, why are you even here? You should be watching Snowfall right now. But more importantly, would be. more importantly, Dave, you brought up an amazing point. No one. It really seems like we didn't start uh, teaching, uh, treating, well, I can't talk, <laughs> start treating the Rony Ron seriously until the league shut down, the NBA shut down. So I have to ask this question. Is Rudy Gobert a hero? No. no. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait,
if this French bastard did not do the nasty <laughs> thing of taking this not seriously and touching every microphone he can, the NBA probably would have went on for another. If he didn't catch it, NBA probably would have went on for a couple more weeks. We would have been chilling. You know, the NBA didn't give a single fuck, so they were, <laughs> I mean, not the NBA, the NFL didn't give a single fuck, so they would have kept pushing through their offseason at the time. If he wouldn't have done what he did and got everything shut down, there might have been more lives lost. Well, I know we like blaming Rudy Gobert for that, but, like, is it really his fault? Like, did he get it from that instance of him touching the microphones? Or was that just, like, hilarious that he did that and then we just, like, kind of blamed him for it? I'm, we all, I'm sick everyone that I'm the guy shooting bail Rudy guy. Gobert. We needed know? a fall guy. He's our fall guy. <sighs> I don't want to be the guy that shoots bail for Rudy Gobert. So if that's what y'all are doing, that's what we're doing. I would, if it didn't happen, I'm still not defending Rudy Gobert ever in any argument. So, I mean, I'm about, I'm about to say it also helps that like most of us don't like Rudy Gobert. Like most NBA fans hate Rudy Gobert. Yeah, because of like this. Yeah, this bum drops 11 points a game. And you're telling me he's an All Star? You say he's defensive player? player of the year. You say he's defensive player of the year, but if you get him on a switch on the perimeter, matter of fact, we, we're not talking basketball yet. But the point, <laughs> but the point being, I think Rudy Gobert history is going to remember Rudy Gobert. Is all I'm going to say. Yes, I oh, agree yeah. completely. He saved more lives than a former president. I'll tell you that for free. <sighs> Did he though? Like, uh, see, I feel weird about it because, like, of course I'm, you do. Well, okay. not like <laughs> of course that. you do. <laughs> not like that. I'm just saying is like I felt like I think majority of people blame Rudy Gobert for the NBA shutting down. Like at, at not now, but like when it happened. Like I remember that day I was like, that motherfucker, why the fuck did you touch all those mics, whether this was real, fake, or whatever? I would never do that. It's insane. It's a crazy person move, man. But hmm. Do we thank him? No. I'm I'm thanking him. Thank you know what? You, think, you think you we should thank Adam Silver before we thank anybody. Because the thing is, he didn't even ask permission. He just did it. Like Mark Cuban was like, like I remember. That's my biggest memory. I think now is like Mark Cuban sitting there watching a Mavs game, and his like assistant or boy or whoever. Just shows them the phone of the alert, and he goes, what the fuck? They didn't even say anything. They didn't text nobody. They didn't send an email, a memo, nothing. They just said, we're done. That's, like, what I remember the most of it that from that night. They're just like, it's over. You know, I think that – I think in a small way, you do have to thank Rudy Gobert. I, not in a big way, and let's not make him this hero, but, I mean, for the health – I think for a lot of the healthcare people, they're probably thankful that he did do it because – like we just said, it did wake people up a little bit to, okay, this is serious. And he was reckless. There's no offense or about it. He was reckless, which put the NBA in the scenario that they had to shut the league down. But at the same time, Rudy Gobert got it probably because he was being reckless. But I think there yeah. is a small percentage of where the thanks does go to him for being the first guy. Because you wonder, like we've said, the NBA probably went would go would have went another couple weeks, maybe into March, into a end of March before they finally were like, "Hey, we got to stop this." And that would have meant people would have still come to the arena. You would have had super spreader events. Like 
in a way, you thank Rudy Gobert for it. But at the same time, he was the one that brought the end because he caught it. Now, again, we all know now that it was highly contagious and how quickly it can spread. But at the end of the day, you just have to sit there and go, go, okay, there's a little bit of thanks we give you because you did shine the light when the light needed to be shined on it. But at the same time, you were the one that brought it in. You were the one that was stupid and put everybody to the extreme, which is essentially what happened. Great thing. I've been go ahead, Paige. I was. I think the best way to frame it is we should be thankful that it happened, not thankful that he. Don't be thankful for him. Thankful that it like the genuine thing happened, like that event happened. I think that's the best way to frame it. I oh, I, great. Good. I, I think I, I think you're absolutely right in that regard. You're thankful that it happened in hindsight because it got people to take it seriously, even if they only took it seriously for the couple of weeks afterwards. Everybody bought in in that beginning, like, oh, we got to do this. Except for the those people, we're not going to argue with those people. That's not what we do here. But it woke, I think, a lot of people up to the fact. So we're thankful in that regard that more people began to take this seriously. Yeah. I'm never thanking Rudy Gobert for anything. So that's no. like just kind of, yeah. So, but I will think, be thankful it happened. Yeah, I like that. Real, real fast, before we get into college basketball and the NBA, we got to talk about our friends at Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. If, if it's the NBA, which starts back up again full force tonight and this weekend, PGA Tour to Players Championship is this weekend. Choose five out of the ten player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has new contests for each day of the PGA Tournament, Thursday, Friday only, Saturday. So don't sweat if you're going – your golfer ruins your weekend by get, missing the cut. Thrive has awarded over $1.4 million in prizes since launching in 2018 and 50000 in guaranteed prizes for the NFL during the season. Use promo code KICKOFF when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant $50 bonus on your first deposit of 20 bucks or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and hashtag prop up today. That was the opening kick presented to you. By Thrive Fantasy. Let's dive into some college basketball. And seems fitting that the first topic we're going to talk about is the big news today that Duke will not be playing in the NCAA tournament because they had a positive test last night after their game. They are done. Their season is over. They go home. Florida State, <laughs> who they who they were supposed to play tonight. Moves on in the ACC tournament, so everybody's having some fun at this. Oh, KP, we'll start with you. Just yo, KP got the same face that I got. I think he's gonna say because get the fuck out of here. <laughs> if this, if if this was the Zion, RJ Hampton, Cam Reddish, Trey Jones team, they wouldn't have give a single fuck about a positive COVID test. Bro, they be playing. Yes. It's, it's a because the player too. It's a fucking thank you. nobody. Thank you. Dude gets 0.01 minutes per game. Are you telling me that he's the reason y'all lost, y'all can't send a season? No. You're stopping the season because you were going to, if you made the tournament at all, 
you were about to get waxed on national television on TBS in between Taco Bell commercials. And that is why you are going home. Come on, bro. Like, let's call it. Let's call the spade a shake. Let's call the spade a spade, bro. Like, come on. If they extend that, if they extend that, though, right? They extend that branch. You got to take it. If you coach K, I mean, you got to take it, bro. I mean, coach K has allegedly faked back injuries before. I mean, like. You got to save face, bro. You got to save face. They're terrible. They won two games in a row that they no one thought they'd even win one game in the ACC tournament. And then some random, the ultimate fall guy gets COVID. Not a star player, just a walk-on. Like, enough to, like, say, yeah, you know, we got to be safe, guys. Can't take a risk. He's round. Like, like, does that even make sense? Like, come on. Like, you've been, you went this whole season, this whole season. You're in Greensboro, where I am, for the last however many days. Where the fuck could this kid have gotten it in a day? Like, where would you have allowed him to do that, that you hadn't done all season? No, I feel no, like no. I'm wearing. I feel like I'm wearing a tinfoil hat here. But I feel no, like also bro, I'm not at the same. If time. you're if you're wearing one, I'm wearing one because right. this is bullshit. <laughs> nah, bro, this is bull. Nah, bro, you can't give it. Come on, Coach K, you got to be better than that. Nah, you got to be better than that, Coach K. Didn't want any of the smoke of it. They didn't <laughs> want all. to see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not ready for that shit. I, I I think it I think it's interesting, and I think it's. What is going to be to come here in the tournament? I, I I think you're going to see this happen here with teams because again, it is still around. It is still highly contagious. It's not going away. And now you're going to put 64 teams in Indianapolis for at least three days. This is going to be a sign of what might happen. But that's why I think the NCAA is put in contingencies. They're going to have the teams that, that just missed out on the tournament. They're on standby for the first round. And then once you get past the first round, they're going to, if the game can't be played, team that's still there moves on. As crazy as it is, that's what's going to happen. There will be a lot of very upset people with their brackets when it happens. And it, you have to say when and not if. I just feel like they're, they have, like, they actually do have a very – Good plan. Like, they didn't go, you know, it's Indianapolis, who fucks in Indiana anyways. Ain't nobody out there. They're going to be in this. I'm assuming they're all going to be in one massive hotel, right? Or either things, that or either that two, or like a couple. But, like, how it's set up, like, there haven't I, – I can't think of any major COVID issues over the last couple months in basketball, like co- college anyways. So, I feel like they've been doing a pretty good job overall with Whatever protocols they're going by, <laughs> magically except Duke. Exactly. Everyone but Duke apparently. <laughs> I look. I don't know about you, KP. I don't know about everybody else. I I hate Duke. I hate Duke. Like I don't even care about college basketball as much as I did when I was a kid. But I've always hated Duke. Whenever it's always like in sports, you have a you have a side to be on, like. In baseball, Red Sox, Yankees. You just have a stance like, fuck the Yankees or fuck the Red Sox. Like, basketball is either you like UNC or you hate Duke. Like, one of the, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's how it works. And I hate Duke. I despise them. But I think, back to, like, the tournament, I think it could work. I mean, maybe maybe a couple guys get COVID. It'd be wild if, like, a team that, like, had to get kicked out because 
they had COVID and they were like a top team and like they call in like the bums from like Iona or Northern Iowa. Like, come on, guys. Come on down. We're gonna we're gonna give you guys a shot. You don't deserve it, but you know. That would be actually I just thought that'd be the most insane Cinderella story if one of those fucking teams got like, you know, they got put in a seed and they got like one of the top teams and they just wanted to run. They weren't even supposed to be there to begin with. That'd be one crazy movie, I tell you. And it sounds like I've just manifested in my mind that it's going to happen now because it's Mark Madness. I can see the 30 for 30 right now. Mm-hmm. 30, 30 for 30. I see Disney hovering overhead Peyton's house right now going, yes, yes, I like this. Okay, <laughs> yeah, let's, like, let's get that down on paper. I can see that down. Write that down. It pans to the coach, and he's just sitting there in the dark room shading as well. We weren't supposed to make the tournament. Until we did, and just looks at the camera like that, and you're just like, "Fuck!" And you're just like, "God damn it!" No, nah, I'm excited for March Madness. I haven't gambled a single thing since the Super Bowl, and somebody let me down. But it's okay that that's all over. I'm ready to get back to it. I'm ready to win money. Bet on all the underdogs. It's gonna be fun. I can't wait for March Madness to start. This is. I also think this is gonna be a really crazy tournament. Like. Take out the whole COVID situation first off. And just talking about what's on the floor. I mean, you don't have the traditional powerhouses. Michigan State probably won't make it now after losing to Maryland. Kentucky mm-hmm. is not Kentucky has to win the SEC or they're not getting in. North Carolina is probably going to be the lowest seed it's been in a long while. And we just talked about Duke isn't there. Like you don't have the traditional powers. At the top of this tournament, you you have Gonzaga and Baylor and Illinois. Like, you don't have the tr- teams that you're so accustomed to going, oh, there's Michigan State. Let's put them in the Final Four. Oh, there's Duke. We'll put them in the Final Four. UNC, they go in the Final Four. It's going to be wild because I really think beyond the one seed, there's not much separating a lot of those teams. Now, again, your uh, 10 and 11 seeds are not not great but they don't compare that some of these mid-major schools, I think are really going to make it interesting. Loyola, yeah. Chicago, um, got a, head on, get a, got a bet on the sister Jean, man. I mean, who the hell lives to be a hundred some years old anyways, let alone her. Like I thought she was dead until I saw a video of her the <laughs> other day. I was shocked. I thought it was, was a replay shocked. from last time. I mean, they were on that crazy run. What was that? How many years ago was that? It was like two years ago, maybe. Yeah, it was. No. I think it was three. I think it was three. I think it was twenty eighteen, if I remember correctly. I feel like we weren't seniors yet, though. It wasn't any later than that, huh? Yeah, it, it was relatively recent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like any team, like you said, Dave, any team could make it. I I have a question for you guys. I was thinking about this today because of like how bad Duke was this year, like unrelated to like what's happened now. How much do you think COVID in general played into these teams that, like, were trying to prepare for games? Like, do you think it actually, like, impacted them? Like, I mean, we're not – we like you said, Dave, UNC isn't great. Duke isn't great. Kentucky's not good at all. Michigan State isn't very good. That Those are literally the teams you picked to be in your Final Four off the rip anyways. Like, how much do you think that applied – Versus, like, how, like, the way of, like, they just suck in general. 
Because well, usually, like, it's you lose guys, you recruit some some of the new dudes, you're just good. And that's usually the thing. Like, and now it's like the COVID year, so it's like, is that is that actually like a reasoning? Their preparation was bad. They didn't get, you know, they didn't get to go through their offseason like they wanted to. Like, I'm curious what you guys think because I've been thinking about this all day. I don't really have an opinion on it I, at all. So I, I'm just want to see what you guys think. I'll, I'll give you the personal example I've had coaching for just about a month now that we've been coaching um, football wise. It, it, it is completely different. I mean, there's there's protocols on what you can, you can't do in practice. There's time limits on how long you can practice. It, 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 I mean, and to your point, they didn't get in the weight room. They didn't get shots up because for the majority of it, they were home. They weren't even on the campus physically. So what would have been a normal offseason to get them in the weight room, get them lifting, getting them put up shots and start to get your installs in. You didn't have because it was such a odd season and such a condensed season. I mean, there's stuff just even down at the high school level that we're we don't have the time to put in because we only get the kids for two hours max every day, and we didn't have yeah. our normal preseason. And the reality is, even for basketball, not having a normal preseason to where you can run multiple practices and you don't have to play games every other day where it's just practicing you're just getting stuff in that is just it's not there it is reduced it's changed and it makes it a whole heck of a lot tougher and for duke and kentucky these schools that and it's no knock of their own but these schools that go through the one and dones every year are essentially teaching new kids the college game and Mm. now you're trying to teach freshmen the college game in a year where you can't do anything that you've typically done. It puts them at such a disadvantage. That's why you look at a Gonzaga or a Baylor, or some of these top teams and go, well, that's why they're playing so well. They're an older team. So mm. those guys know you've, everything. You've, I think you've solved it. I think you answered it. I, I to me, that's, that. that's how I look at it is the teams that are younger are the ones that are at the disadvantage or have been and will be at the disadvantage during these COVID times because they, you have to get them inundated and throw everything at them in a shorter amount of time that they have to process. And you're, you're hoping, first off, that you don't get any positives. That's the big thing. You don't want what happened to Duke or what happened to some of these other schools. So you have that weighing in. Yeah, absolutely right, Kev. But – that to me is is the thing is the younger the team is, the more trouble they've had this this season in terms of just getting the play on the court to work. That makes sense. Shit, I would kill for a two hour high school practice. I would have killed for that shit back then. Yeah, just, those three hour days were terrible, especially like in the cold. Awful. Three hours after an eight hour school day too, by the way. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. What? I hate him as a player, and I really hate him as a coach, those three-hour practices. It's like, I've done everything I can do, guys. How much time we got? Shit, we still got an hour and a half. Fuck. Ugh, okay. work. <laughs> All right, get but, to work. We're just going to hit each other for an hour. Go ahead. Hit. Go. That's what have you fun. Did. Oklahoma I would drills. feel like I would feel like contact would be the biggest problem you have right now. Like that would be like like dudes hitting each other again now 
because normally it's like it's like the summer when you start doing that shit and you're like ready to go and all that and like you've been working out all summer but like now it's like cold and shit and like i know dudes like i mean near the end of our season like in high school like it was always like a lot lighter i wouldn't say it was like directly because like the cold itself but like we got to like when it got to cold we tried to shorten practice as much as possible but now it's like Fuck, you're going as full as you can, trying to get as much done as you can, and you're going to be out there. It's got to be tough. You legitimately, we practice tackling twice. You just can't do it because in two hours, you have to install what you need on offense and defense. You have to put Mm -hmm. your special teams in. So tackling, which, again, is already changed because you have to change how you coach it now. There are drills you can't do. Like, I love the Oklahoma drills. You can't do them anymore because it's a, it's a safety problem. So it very sad. So you take all that. It's and, a safety like, problem for the guy who doesn't come ready. That's that's exactly. that's. <laughs> so I it, think, it, it, it ain't for it's not a safety concern for a lot of people. I'll tell you that. So I'll I'll tell you this, and then we'll, we'll jump into the NBA because I know Brandon and Kev have a lot of lot that they want to discuss there. I, I'll tell you, like. Our first game, we lost 39 nothing. Our kids, it was the first time they faced someone other than themselves that they could actually tackle, and they could not tackle. Like, plain and simple, they just they couldn't. And it's there's nothing we can do about it because we only have them for a limited amount of time, and they really try to tell you to not do stuff like that, to keep them as spaced out as possible, which is, again – I'm not here to get on my pedestal and say how asinine this is because this is an asinine idea to play football in March, but that's the challenges you have, and tackling is just going to go by the wayside this year. Just forget it. If you go to a high school game in Maryland, the tackling is going to be atrocious, and you just need to live with it. Two questions. Who did you guys play? South Carroll. You should be ashamed. Second question. Um, Did you guys count loafs? Because I feel like you still need to hold people accountable, whether they're making tackles or not. No, we, we, like... we do. We do. We, we, we do. Kev had to hop out. He'll be right back. Um, we do hold them accountable. The thing that, the thing that makes it tough is for our young guys, because, again, our coach is JVs, is not being able to, to get them up to speed and get them the teaching of the, of the game. Like, so many of them don't have the football IQ. Like, the four of us, we know football like it's the back of our hand. We The terminology doesn't make our heads spin. Our kids, their heads are spinning the minute you say something that they've never heard before. So that's the bigger challenge is getting them to understand what we're saying. When we talk about pulling yeah. and reach blocks and stuff like that, like stuff that we take for granted. You have to do in a two-hour period when you're trying to install five plays on offense and polish up your blitzes on your defense. There's just not a lot of time left in practice. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. So let's let's jump into the NBA and discuss as everything is starting to come back. Let's start with Peyton's favorite guy, Blake Griffin, is now a New York a Brooklyn Net. I almost said New Jersey Nets. Jesus, my favorite guy. Uh, you were the one ripping him earlier when he went to the Nets in the group chat a couple days ago. Hayden had it. I I just I didn't say shit. I don't think I just said it happened. 
Nah, Peyton had an aneurysm. He was ring chasing bitch this. Yeah, yeah. He has no balls this. And all types calling him everything but a child of God. It's like, oh, uh, I don't think I, I like Blake Griffin. I just don't think it's going to make him any better. I think it is the most neutral. Like, if you're looking at their 2K rating, it didn't change. Like, it was just, I don't know. I mean, do I think Blake Griffin's bad? No. Do I think he's on the wrong side of 30? Probably. Is he going to contribute? Maybe here and there. But he isn't going to. He ain't going to do what James Harden and fucking Kevin Durant are doing and Kyrie Irving. So, I mean, it probably helps him, but I don't think it's like – I still think Brooklyn is where Brooklyn is. And it make me say, like, oh, they're definitely the best team in the NBA. I don't know about everybody else. It wasn't, like, an amazing – and I don't blame a guy for ring chasing right now. I don't know, for Blake Griffin. He's – anybody who goes to Detroit and then pays their way out of it with their own pocket – I think they, they get to do what they want. You are singing uh, a very different tune. I'm sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. I, I, dude, I'm I going to look at this shit. I didn't I say just, any of this shit. I'm being set up. Like, you know, I feel for, for Blake, obviously. Uh, you know, Lob City never really got to his full potential. They would just win 60 games a season and get bounced in the first round. So I, I'm glad to see that, like, you know, he's going to get this opportunity again. Um I, it's just crazy to me to like imagine like go back to like 2012 and tell yourself that one day you're gonna see a team with Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving all together. Well, like, at that time, LeBron James, D Wade, and Chris Bosh were all on the same team, so I wouldn't have been that shocked. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, but I feel like that team that you just named. And the team that I choose, I don't know if True. they're old or kids. Yeah, this is bullshit, dog. Like, I didn't it... say shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, I mean, I was the one who started. I said, I mean, I know LeBron teams up with guys, but Katie really be teaming with guys. NBA is a fucking joke. And then I got KP and Brandon going, he's super washed. And KP leading off going, the whole city of Detroit should die if he does because he's been a dud for them. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he's I been horrible. Shit. I mean, when you don't attempt to dunk in a season as Blake Griffin, like I I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say. You're known for your dunking ability, and here you are not attempting a dunk. You're also shooting like 20-something percent from three. Like, he's just horrible. He's bad. Now, if he comes in this next game, he's not playing tonight. If he comes in this next game and looks like the Blake Griffin of old, I want them investigated. There's something that's happened. Mm. <laughs> something illegal has happened. Like I said in the group chat, bro, the entire city of Detroit should be allowed to sue Blake Griffin. Yes. For the performance that he put on for them for the past three years. Yes. He goes to the Netherlands. They should be immediately put on trial. Like, just no lawyer, no chance for bail, nothing. Put that man on the stand. Because you can't, if he goes back, if he dunks the first game with the Nets, actually, is he playing? The, I know the Nets are playing oh. this tonight. He's playing tonight? All right, he's not playing tonight. All right, cool. Uh-uh. How about I say he might be dunking as we speak because the game's going on as we record. So, I don't know. If he starts dunking in that first game, we all need to ask questions. 
immediately. Asked. I don't want to hear it's a better system. I don't want to hear it's he's got KD, he's got her. I don't want to hear that. Okay, I don't want to hear it. N- having three superstars on your team is not of affecting your ability to dunk. Like it's just not happening. That's a that's a personal choice. He he made that choice to not attempt the dunk. Let me ask you guys, let me ask you guys this, right? Do you think Blake Griffin's issue is his ability to play or do you think it's the injuries? You think the injury set him back too much? Nah, I think he's trying to like change his game, like kind of like into like in the middle of his career, where he's like, "I'm gonna shoot threes now because I'm a shooter," and it's like, but like no one's asking you to do that, like at all. Like we don't need you to do that. And he goes, "Yeah, but like it'll make us better." Like, but but like it won't. Like we we need you down low, like being a menace. Like that's why we got you. Why are you doing this to us? No, I can shoot through. No, but like, why are you doing this to us? Please stop. Like, I think that's what it is. I think he tried to like become a shooter. And I'll say that like, he did become a better shooter. Like, I didn't think Blake Griffin could shoot a three at all. And then he started to kind of figure it out. So, I mean, whatever. But I would say that. I don't know if I'm wrong in saying that. But I feel like that's I, injuries or whatever. Katie ruptured his Achilles tendon. He looks fucking fine. Looks phenomenal. Yeah, he looked. That's so scary. I remember telling people like, "Yo, Katie's like, I don't think he's gonna lose a step. Like, he's gonna come back and just look like Kevin Durant. Like, I Katie's Katie. I understand that an Achilles injury is a is a very you know serious injury for an athlete, especially a basketball player. It's just like I, I was discussing this with some people the other week. I'm like. As time goes on, you know, injuries, I'm sure, like, uh, an injury now that you would be out for a week 50 years ago probably, you know, would have ended your season or you would have been out for months. At what point in time do we get, you know, so medically advanced and just advanced as humans that, like, an Achilles injury is just, like, it is what it is? (laughs) When, when, like an ACL becomes and is what it is because that's probably got to get fixed first overall. I wonder how far we are away from that. I mean, allegedly you, there, there are people like, I know like you used to, what they used to try to do. I don't know if the study still goes on, but I looked at like whenever I tore mine was that you're able to inject like blood flow. Like, cause what happens when you tear ACL, it's still there, but you've lost blood flow now because it's cut off. I'm pretty sure that's how it is, unless I'm unless it's completely torn. I think so. The, the theory is if you get blood flow back into it, like I don't know, injecting blood cells from somewhere, like you can you know heal it, and it becomes a six to nine month injury to a, like or a year to like you know a couple weeks. So I don't know. I don't know specifically what what that time what what they're doing or when that is, but I mean. I would say in the next 10 years, injuries as a whole will be very different. Healing. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Like, I I just had that thought. Or like, I just wondered, you yeah. know, like, when. I'd say, I would say that shit got put on pause this year. I'll say that. So everything's about a year behind now. 
Yeah, yeah, everything is is definitely behind at this point, for sure. Let's, uh, let me ask this question as we move on to the next topic. We talked early in the year about the Wizards, and we all kind of thought that it was a train wreck waiting to happen. They have suddenly played some better basketball. I know they lost last night to Memphis coming out of the the break, but are are we kind of – does anyone feel like the Wizards may be starting to turn it around a little bit to at least play, get themselves into the play-in tournament for the seven or eight seeds? Kev, I, I, mean, I mean, being in the play-in tournament in the East ain't really much, ain't really much to write home. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're gonna end up, they're gonna end up there. The season is not gonna be a complete and total wash like we originally thought, but they do have two of the most talented, two of the most talented guards on. They should be in that position. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, like, do I think? Like, yes, I think they're playing better basketball. Do I think it's going to be enough to get them in the play-in tournament? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I, I. I think it's too. It's too early to tell. I think, you know, we can't just completely write off what we were saying before, you know, those last couple games before All-Star break. Um, that that team is, the the talent I feel like is there, but something just isn't clicking. Um, you know, like you bring Russell. Scott Brooks, Brooks. And I don't, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to immediately jump to Scott Brooks, but when you, when you really break it down, you know he's kind of the the common denominator here, he's, uh, but you know I'm hoping they can figure it out. I mean, when you got to start like Bradley Bill, you got to start like Russell Westbrook. It's like at some point you should be able to figure it out. Like I don't know, I don't know what's not clicking. Um, you know I like the young guys they have on that team. Uh, Davis Bertans is a, is a real sniper. Uh, you know their big men are, are okay, like Thomas Bryant. Um, I, I feel like they have what it takes to at least be a seven seed. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it'll be enough. But, I mean, they look good. They look better now, but I don't know if it'll be enough. So quick. I, I think, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think it honestly just comes down to the fact that the, the East is so bad, and we talked about it last week, that the East is very mediocre outside of Brooklyn and Milwaukee, I know the Celtics are playing better. I know that. We'll talk about them here in a moment because we got two Celtic fans on, on, on with us. But the, the East is just to the point where it would not surprise me if the Wizards all of a sudden do play their way into it. I think they have the pieces if they keep Bradley Beal and, jo- and uh, Russell Westbrook. They have a chance to be competitive next year, but they just don't have that third guy. And it doesn't need to be a star but you need to have a third scoring option that is just as impactful as Westbrook and Beal, and they don't have that. I mean, you're going to look at some of the other top teams and say, okay, there's the third option that is can carry them if they need it. Wizards don't have that, and that's where they're hurting, but in a mediocre Eastern Conference, more than likely they will get in. Peyton, your thought? I mean – we're arguing over something like that, like sports talk show guys argue about debate all day, but we all know, we all know how this plays out. Like 
they're not a team to worry about. They're not a team that's gonna like make some amazing run in the like in the playoffs. Like maybe they win round one if they make the playoffs. It's like you know it. It sucks. Like I like Bradley Beal. I wish like shit. I wish he would go out to a better team and like maybe have a chance at like winning a championship. Same with Russell Westbrook, even though not the biggest like Russ guy, but all right. It's just. We're we're just debating the inevitable of like what's gonna happen that like Brooklyn or you know I'm not gonna say the seventy sixers. So Brooklyn, um or <laughs> like the Lakers are gonna meet again. So I mean like are gonna meet in the finals, I'll say. But I mean that and again that's not set in stone, but shit, it's just who who's gonna beat Brooklyn right now in a seven game series? It's not gonna be Washington. So it's kind of like it's just kinda like we're talking to just like Great false hope for Wizards fans, and I, they, 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 they haven't had a lot of fun, so I, I'd rather not beat them down too bad. <laughs> two, two quick Wizards points. First of which, underachieving with a talented team is Scotty Brooks's Emma. Like that's just what he does. Like that's his thing. Whether it's those Thunder's teams with the Walt, John Wall, Bradley Beal teams with the Paul Pierce's, and that he underachieves. It's what he does. And the fact that since uh, y'all know my theory about how all these leagues just keep the same carousel of flunkies just going. He's still on the carousel for some strange reason, but this is what he does. He will underachieve. It's what he is. Secondly, this kind of ties into Scott Brooks, too. I know that hating on Russell Westbrook is, like, the trendy thing to do. Like, you even heard Peyton say I'm not the biggest Westbrook guy. But for someone who's allegedly a bad teammate, a lot of his old teammates tend to want him around. (laughs) Like, Scotty Brooks wanted him on the Wizards. James Harden wanted him on the Rockets. Granny, he got rid of him for after a year. But at the same time, and ever, Bradley Beal already called him the best teammate he's ever had. Russell Westbrook might just be a good guy. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if people took that yeah, into it's, consideration. It's almost like nobody thinks for themselves when it comes to Russell Westbrook. It's just like, well, what does everybody else think? Okay, that's, I'm on board. That's what I really I'm think it's, it's that. So I really weird. think it's that easy with him. Like, I, I understand that, like. <clears throat> his style of basketball may not be the most effective in, in times. Um, but I would be, I, I'd be a fool to say he wasn't a good basketball player. Like, and that's where the disconnect is for me. Cause it's like, it's one thing to say Russell Westbrook can't be the star of a championship team. He can't be the number one option. You know how we know that? Because we saw it already in his MVP season. And he was a what, six seed and lost in the first round. We saw how that worked out. So I'll accept that as an answer. But to go as far as to say he's washed and he can't do this or that in the league, the man's still a former MVP, man. And he's still putting up decent numbers. Like the, the rest of the disrespect is just it's too much for me. I, I can't handle it. I think him and KD. Go ahead. Uh, my fault. I, I just had to get this off my chest. I think him and KD have two of the most impressive MVP seasons that we've seen in recent history. And here's why. Those Thunder teams had some of the worst, if not, Speak on it. Speak if on not it. the worst spacing of any basketball team I've ever watched. They had Andre Roberson and Steven Adams on the court at the same time. I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Time. I don't understand. Russell Westbrook doesn't have a reliable three-point jumper. Kevin Durant won an MVP with that team. Kevin Durant left. Here's Russell Westbrook. 
nobody around him to shoot a three. Nobody. Somehow wins an MVP in, a, in that situation. And led the league in assists that year. I don't know. <laughs> I, that, that just boggles my mind. Every time I look at those, I'm like, those teams were so... I mean, it's four dudes on the court that can't shoot. Really five. Really five. <laughs> it's really five guys on the court with no jump shot. And one of those guys won an MVP. I, I don't get it. Hmm. Let's let, let's talk about your Celtics here, and feel free to rant or vent because I I do have I do have one thing I want to get to after this that I think we'll enjoy before we wrap up this show that isn't directly related to play on the court. Kev, we'll start with you. You wanted to talk your shit for the, on the Celtics for a while. So is Brandon. The floor is yours. Go ahead. Well, since I'm I'm getting the floor first, I got to quote my brother Brandon. Uh, Danny showed me the war chest for years upon years upon years. We have just been sitting on assets, just sitting on and sitting and sitting. And sitting. What Danny ain't forgot to realize is that assets have an expiration date. The Kings, Ted Kings pick, the Memphis pick, all the picks we got from the Nets, one of which turned into, into Jason Tatum. Thank you, Brooklyn. But all these picks we sat on, all the stars that went by, the Jimmy Butlers, the Paul Georges, the Anthony Davises, the Kawhi Leonards, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hell, even James Harden this year. All these stars we let go by. All this because Danny wanted to make someone have nightmares about the day they traded with him. And he tried to fleece his way to getting a star. That is what happened. And now we are left with the Celtics squad you see before us, which at the time I believe is 500 on the dot in a very weak Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference champion last year doesn't have a winning record right now because their star player hasn't been playing. Literally, the only teams who have been good in the East have been Milwaukee, the Sixers, and the Nets. And we have not fared well against any one of those teams. In fact, we played the Nets twice in the same week and lost twice, back-to-back days. Not the Nets, uh, the Sixers. Shoot, we probably lose to the Nets right now as we're recording this podcast. This team is not built. Danny even said it himself. This team is not immediately built to win a championship. And that is inexcusable for a team that has been in the Eastern Conference Finals four of the last five years. How is that team not ready to win one or two more games to land in the championship? That is a complete organizational and structural failure. And I fear, as a Celtics fan, that it is going to lead to one of my star wings leaving my life and playing for another team. Yeah, in the era of, in the, the era of to, in this NBA era where when guys aren't winning, they're jumping ship. Jason Tatum ain't going to sit here and keep losing in the second round of the Eastern Conference for the rest of his career. That's not going to happen. Granted, I have my issues with him as well because the only thing stopping him from being a star is consistency. If we can get good Jason Tatum, Every night for all 82, well, 72 this year, but all 82 games, hell, maybe we might win some more games. And lastly, before I pass it off to Brandon, about four-ish years ago, whatever this the summer that we got Kyrie Irving and uh, Gordon Hayward in the same offseason, Danny Ainge got up to the podium and took his nerdy ass up there and said, we're playing positionless basketball. We don't need bigs. We're putting the best five on the court at a time. You know what? The You know what, uh, Brad? Ain't work out too goddamn well, did it? Because you know what we need in a world where Joel Embiid is on his way to winning MVP? <laughs> a goddamn center. <laughs> you, know, you know what helps? 
when LeBron James is on the other conference and all he does is go to the rim? A center. You know what helps when Bam Adebayo is catching every lob in his vicinity? A center. And a center that's above six foot nine and preferably isn't German. This would help. Or even better, another one with baby dreads who doesn't know a defensive rotation if it hit him in a fucking face. This has been an abysmal year. In a year where we were two last year, we were two games away from going to the champ, going to the final. Granted, we probably would have got swept, but that's not the point. The point is we would have been there. And the fact we have digressed as a team during an offseason where we easily could have got right is inexcusable. It's inexcusable. And I rest my case. Go ahead. I don't really have anything else to say. I mean, that's really how I feel, man. Like, it's definitely going to end up, you know, one of the two of them leaving. Um, I, at least for the last like five years, I've been saying we needed a big man. Uh, Joel and B, I, I don't understand how hard it is for them to just look at every time we played the Sixers in the playoffs and just just look at Joel Embiid's box score in every game. Now, it's given a 40, they 10, never, and 5 every yeah, time. given they, every they time. never beat us, but, like, he's having some career days. <laughs> some career days in TD Garden. So it's, like, just, uh, I don't I don't understand what else needs to happen for them to, to figure out that, like, that's what we need. Um, I'm just praying for us, man. I, I think we'll be all right. Like, I think once we get into the playoffs, things will, like, start to click. Uh, it's just odd with us, right? Like, we always go through some sort of, like, weird rough patch in the regular season. And then we get to the playoffs, and it's, like, a completely different team that I haven't watched the entire year. Um, I think us getting Marcus Smart back uh, today is huge. Um, we've clearly missed him. I mean, our guard play is so bad without him on the team. Uh, we just we 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 desperately need him back. Um, Kemba's starting to look, you know, a little better. Thank God. I was Again, th- not a, not a very high bar for him yeah. to start looking better. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like it's it's one step at a time. Just one step at a time. Um, I think it's it'll be best for us if we just kind of just forget about what happened before All Star break. And and just keep it pushing, man. Like, I, we're gonna make the playoffs. There's no like, I, I I don't have that doubt in my mind of us not making the playoffs in the East. Uh, I'm sure we can win it with the backups. It, the East is horrible. Uh, but um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I think we'll uh we'll be okay once the playoffs start. Uh, it's it's no point in me preaching about the roster moves that we need to change because like. I mean, I'm just going to sound like a broken record at this point. I've been saying it for, for so long. Um, it's just up to when Danny wants to get it done, man. I mean, Brad's got to figure it out. I, I think everybody's just everybody's just like lost right now. I feel like that's what I when I watch Celtics basketball, it just looks like nobody knows what's what's really going on. Like they're just kind of out there vibing. Like once they, now they're getting cardio. Yeah, they're just, out there just running the pacer. So it's like, you know, whenever they decide to they really screw it in and figure it out, I'm sure everything will be everything will be great. 
See, but that, but see, but Brandon, that that's that's kind of an issue, man. We've been okay for years. I'm tired of just being okay as a team. We, oh, absolutely. There's no four of the past five Eastern Conference Finals have involved the Boston Celtics, and we have not been to the finals one time. Not a once. Not once in four. What a fucking Buffalo Bills. Of the damn sorry, Brandon. I mean, I I, I didn't do I didn't do that to okay. shoot. Though. I shot is literally what came to mind. That's my bad. But like, this literally keeps happening. That we are so close to the dance, but we just don't make it. Couple other points I need to make before we get to, before we get off the Celtics because I I got a lot to get off my chest. Give me a second. We have a twenty eight million dollar trade exception. For those at home that don't know what the fuck a trade exception is, like I didn't until two weeks ago. To make a long story short, we can trade for whoever the fuck we see fit um, within the limit of $28.7 or $5 million. I forgot the exact decimal, but somewhere in the area is $28 million. Even though we do not have the cap room to keep that person, due to trade exception, we can trade and get this person. Right? And you would, you would think, hmm, this big man out there, you know, Andre Drummond's on the block. All we need is someone to get boards and block. That's all Andre Drummond does. That's all he does. My man grabs 20 boards in his sleep. And you know who the Boston Celtics are rumored to trade for? Harrison fucking (laughs) Barnes and LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge ain't played defense since the second before last year he played for the the Portland Trailblazers. And Harrison Barnes is the youngest fossil I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Somehow, some way. Ever since the 2016 finals where there was, as Stephen A. Smith was saying, APB out for this man. Didn't nobody know where Harrison Barnes was. I, I'm sure I watched the 2016 game seven not too long ago. I forgot he was even on the floor. <laughs> he, he was out there. We talking about getting cardio. He was out there just lollygagging, running, strolling, stretching out his glutes. Everything that was not productive towards winning a basketball game. And then he went to the barren ghost town of basketball that is the Sacramento Kings. And Danny Ames looked at that guy and said, that's my guy. <laughs> that's what we need. That's what's going to set this shit off right. And it's shit like that. And the fact that that's going to be the trade we make with the assets for either one of those guys, when we could have had, again, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, just to name a few. And this is what we're going to come up with. And the last point, Church, before I end this sermon on the Boston Celtics, we have been cursed ever since Isaiah Thomas has been traded. Ever since Isaiah Thomas was traded, we've been cursed. Think I'm tripping? Let me lay out the case. The free agent that Isaiah Thomas was campaigning for us to sign and was on the Twitters and the text messages and the Instagrams and the book faces communicating with Gordon Hayward up and down, got hurt literally four minutes into the season. Not just regular hurt, a catastrophic injury that they couldn't even show on TV again. Four minutes into this season, I'll take it a step further. The point guard we traded for him for, Kyrie Irving, spent the next year sabotaging the team and was off the team two years later. Guys, this is not an accident. (laughs) This isn't an accident. And to make matters even worse, Boston Celtics were a top five three-point shooting team that year that we won against the, another Eastern Conference Finals loss to the LeBron James and the four of us were the rest of the starting five. And we got them all the way to a game seven with baby Jason Tatum and somewhat experienced Jalen Brown, right? 
And you know what happened? This top five three-point shooting team couldn't buy a basket to save their life. Some way, somehow, they just magically forgot how to shoot the long ball. At home, by the way, on a game seven in TD Garden. Niggas slept in their own bed that, that night and still couldn't figure out how to win it. This, this, there's a lot going on with this franchise. There's a lot going on, and this shit needs to turn around fast before I see Jason Tatum in, like, a Phoenix Sun jersey or some shit, because I'm going to be heartbroken the day that light-skinned Jesus leaves our team. All right, that's it. That's all I got. Light-skinned Jesus. So, I, I was at a Steelers intervention. Like, dudes who just make the dumbest fucking moves ever and just don't get better, but they're held to, like, this standard. But they're, like, here on that standard. Leave on it. I feel all this. I just, I didn't want to say anything. I just, I felt it. Uh, yeah, I did. I felt the pain for, for Celtic fans just listening to Kevin Brandon. Also, yeah. like, is Danny Ames, like, unfireable? I've wondered that. It, it's He is because of the Nets trade and the fact that, and the, uh, the uh, Markel Fultz, Jason Tatum trade. Those were two great trades that literally he's going to make the rest of his career. And because the NBA has literally worse Hall of Fame standards, will probably end up being a Hall of Fame. That was my I – I have a next point, and we were talking about work. It, have, did you guys see the NBA final, like, finalists, like the 14 of them? If you're about to sit here and slander Paul Pierce, I will jump through Don't. Please phone. don't do it. I will no, jump no, through no, this no, goddamn no. phone. Don't I was do saying, like, it looks like the weakest class – I've ever seen in a Hall of Fame class. It oh, includes yeah. Bill Russell, though. So like, Bill Ru- as a coach, not Bill. Yeah, not Bill Russell, the player. Bill Russell, the coach. He won a championship. I know, but like, we're that's how that's where you're at. You have to put Bill. The man Russell. got rings on his toes, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel it. He when they told him he was a finalist, he was probably like, "Aren't again? Am I not already in the coach? <laughs> like what?" Again? Is that not a thing? And the thing is, he was done coaching when he got in, inducted into Hall of Fame the first time. So why exactly. can't John do it all? That's what I'm saying. Like, why can't yeah, John do it all? My point. <laughs> like, is it some the Villanova coaches might get in there? Like, I mean, I, I'm not saying none of them deserve to be in there. I think they all probably play. I don't think a lot of them are first ballot. Like on a, in a regular year. Like, is Chris Webber, like, does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? If the, okay, so the re- so since it's the Basketball Hall of Fame and not the NBA Hall of Fame, no, I know, Chris Webber deserves I to be in the Hall of Fame. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame based off the Fat Five alone. I say that for Jalen Rose, mm. and, uh, Jimmy Walker, and all, and Jawan Howard, and all that, too. I, I, but for the Fat Five alone, he deserves to be in there. He's also the best player in Kings history. So, again, low bar. <laughs> But you're right. You're 100% right. That's where the bar, like, when you're a franchise's best player, I mean, that increases your chances. Yeah. No, I I think Paul Pierce should be easy to get in. That's never going to be a debate. Though I do, I do, don't, I don't, maybe I don't get it. And maybe you guys could explain it to me. This is my last thing I say. Is why do people clown Paul Pierce so hard on TV? It... Honestly, Why do people clown Paul Pierce so hard on what? On TV, on TV, like on like for like on like uh whatever whatever the show. Well, because like on. most basketball players that are analysts on television, I don't really don't think they like watch 
basketball anymore. I think like once you played, it's kind of like yeah, I don't like Shaq gets on TV, national television every week and just says something dumb, like something that just makes no sense about basketball, and we just kind of rock with it. I think there's like a handful of players that are analysts that like actually still follow the game. Like they, a lot of them are just talking heads. If if we want to be honest, that and Paul Pierce has been diametrically opposed to two people that NBA brass just loves: LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. LeBron That's James, he was say what you want, and I know Twitter likes to be like, "Oh, LeBron spanked him." That's not how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Pierce was keeping LeBron from success for quite some time, like. I'm not going until he went to Miami. Actually, Paul Pierce was keeping him from success for a pretty good wow. amount of time. Let's not let's not revise history here. That happened, and at that time, everyone wanted to crown LeBron king and this, that, and the third. And Paul Pierce was just like, "Nah, fam, that ain't finna happen." And then when he became an analyst, he was like, "I had a better career than D Wade." And but I'm not gonna. I'm biased, so I'm not gonna argue that. But they said that in Twitter acted like Paul Pierce never scored a basket a day in his life. That yeah. Day. Yeah. They were like, it, I'm not saying it's close, but like, don't act like Paul Pierce was like the worst player. Don't act like he was much Parker or some shit. Yeah. Like, come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Don't do that. Like they started treating that man foul. And ever since he has yet to be back in the good graces of NBA, of the NBA brass. And NBA Twitter. That's why he's been getting so much because of the people he's opposed to. I want. To, I just need to know. I just. <laughs> I'm, just dying. I, I'm genuinely curious. I I was on the theory that like if you were an NBA player and you work for ESPN, you're welcome to be roasted. And then if you work for TNT, just no one's just gonna like no one's gonna challenge you like on anything you say. Well, people challenge Shaq all the time. Shaq has got to just. He has to stop, bro. Like he, he <laughs> has to gonna stop. tell Shaq to stop. <laughs> Yeah, you look. You look at seven. You look at Shaq and tell yeah, that you nigga to what, stop. You luck. walk up to Shaquille O'Neal and say, "Look, man, you don't know shit. You need to shut the fuck up and see. Tell me how that works." <laughs> that nigga gonna whisper and mumble your ass to them. I just feel like I just feel like can't disrespect my knowledge of the game, and you're just gonna go ahead and prosper. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Thank you, Shaq's. So Shaq's literally my favorite player ever, and like. Outside of Tom Brady, maybe my favorite athlete ever. Like, I love Shaq as a basketball player. He's the first person that made me as a big, fat kid a little and be like, hey, he's using his side to bully all the other kids. Why can't I? And that meant a lot to me at that point in my life. So I love Shaq. But Shaq, the analyst, like Brandon said, just be saying, bullshit, in the name of trying to motivate players. Remember when he had had, uh, Donovan Mitchell on? It was like, yeah, before the game, I don't know if you you heard but I said you can't lead a team to a championship. <laughs> and Donovan Mitchell was just like, all right. I, I was. Shut up. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't. I know the Utah Jazz are playing unbelievable basketball. I don't have them pass the second round. Can we actually? Can we transition to that real quick, Dave? I don't know if you wanted to get in on the Paul Pierce letter, but can we? No, I'm no, I'm out. I'm enjoying. I, my actually, I actually wanted to talk about inside the NBA because, um. They did the Turner did a the four part series. I don't know if you guys saw it on. Where can I watch it? I missed it when it was when it was airing. Where can I watch this? I I I don't know. I have to look, but it was it was really good. I enjoyed all all four parts of it, and it had me thinking of 
what's what is our favorite studio show besides that one in the sports world and because that that is as entertaining as all get out watching when inside the nba goes and they're just ribbing each other because it's it's truly them i think of it a lot like us like we don't change who we are to do this show no. we are still the four of us this is the exact conversations you're hearing are the exact conversations that we have when we aren't on the air and we're taking shots at each other and we're ribbing each other. But let's let's get to the jazz and then we'll wrap the show up and we can save that for a, another week. Yeah, I just think, like, they're, yes, they're playing unbelievable basketball right now. I get that. They still lost to the Nuggets. You know, like, they, they still haven't been to a conference finals. We've been looking at Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell together now for, what, four years? Four years at this point? How many years Mitchell been in the league? Three three or four? I believe it was four. They made the playoffs every season, but they have done nothing with it. I, it's just like, I don't want to jump the gun, right? Like, yes, they look good. Are they the favorites? Absolutely. But I think everybody understands that. I think you're still picking the two LA teams over them. And... Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm picking the Clippers. I, I, I right if now. The Clippers and the Jazz went in a seven game series. They're the Jazz are not winning. This season. I mean, let's just let's just be honest, right? Like, you give uh, me a healthy Kawhi and Paul George, like, and I, don't, like, don't again, don't have me be the guy shoot the bail for Paul George. <laughs> but when you're shooting forty five percent from three on like eight attempts a game. I'm not. I, I can't say much to the guy right now, man. I can't. I can't. I, I can't. I, I just. I. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can sit there and honestly say that the Clippers right now are better than than uh, Utah. I just can't. I think Utah is that good. I, I still would take the Lakers over them. But I here's the thing. I wouldn't because Anthony Davis is compromised. And we saw, LeBron, we saw what LeBron James by himself on a Lakers team can do. They didn't make the fucking playoffs, and he's two years older now. So you're telling me that LeBron, uh, the half of Dennis Schroeder, maybe AD and Montrezl Harrell are going to beat this Utah team in a seven game series? I don't yes. know. Yes. I don't believe. I don't believe so. Just because. So I, I've been thinking a lot about since this is a shortened year and don't have enough practice time. I think back to the lockout season. Because, you know, I like to study old seasons of basketball from when I wasn't alive because apparently I have no life and no job. So it was like either the 98 and the 90, 98 or 99 season where it was the Spurs and the Knicks in the championship, right? And the Knicks ended up making it without Patrick Ewing simply because this team has been playing together for the fuck ever and they got hot at the right time and made it. I really feel like that's Utah right now. This, they've had the same group together outside of Mike Conley for. Ever, ever since Donovan Mitchell came in the league, pretty much. And Mike Conley has finally found his role about not, hey, I can't be the primary ball handler because Donovan Mitchell needs to do what he needs to do. Jordan Clarkson comes off the bench and has the greenest of green lights I've ever seen. Like, they just put, they just give him the ball and say, go. So the way this team is structured, man, I'm not saying, if I had to put my money on it, I'm not saying the Jazz are winning the chip, but we can't just dismiss them based on past performances when clearly they're a different team this year. But, I think but you're going to gonna see a, a Lob City Clippers situation. I think that's what it's going to be. We look, extremely, we look extremely good in the regular season and don't get it done in the playoffs. That's not, uh, that's not fair. 
That's not fair at all. I don't, I don't know. About I'm a LeBron that. guy through and through, so this uh, they, I, you can tell me anything. I'm just going to support LeBron and hope you win. So <laughs> <laughs> I love I love LeBron too, bro. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I don't think that in this stage of his career, without AD being at 100, percent I don't think he takes him to the chip. So. Oh, I'm just delusional. I, I, I've bought no. into delusional. Like I want to be like I don't. I want the I want blinds on, shutters, tunnel vision, just. LeBron, ring, goat, need to make it happen. That's like where I'm at. So, so I hope so, that happens. So here's a question for you, Kev. Right? If you don't think he could do it by himself, what is that Lakers team with no Anthony Davis better than any Cavs team? Outside, I'm assuming you mean outside of the ones with Kyrie and Kevin. The answer, yes. the answer that the answer that would be. It's not harder to be better than Larry Nance and well, for as for mentioned, Jordan Clarkson, who wasn't who wasn't the player that he was in that, that he is now. There's not a again, we're 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 comparing a lot of low bars here, is what I've noticing throughout this uh the course of this podcast. Maybe that should be the title, low bars. But it's low just bar, low bars. Oh, there it is. I like that's that. That's it. All right, cool. So it's like I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, and it's that he can carry a team. We've seen him do it before. Obviously, LeBron, you know how I feel about LeBron. LeBron's a goat in me. But at year 18 of his career, I don't think he's dragging this team past. Because he's, he's going to end up having to beat the other LA team and the Utah Jazz at this point. He's going to have to beat them both. I don't know if, I don't know if they'll be able to. I just, I, I don't know, bro. I like, I, I've just seen this story so many times. Where it's just like you got this team that looks great in the regular season, and they just they don't get it done in the end. I've already, but okay, so I don't know where you guys rank bubble performances because we've seen how Jamal Murray and TJ Warren has played this year. I think the only real level up performance we saw was Donovan Mitchell when playoff time came around and he was giving niggas fifty pieces. I think that Donovan Mitchell returns. I think he'll be back with the vengeance one play. But that it wasn't enough the last time. They were listen. It was a, they were in and out shot away. Let's not act. Let's not act. Like let's not let's not act. It came down to literally the last shot of a game set. But the but the, in a the, series they were up three games to one. Like well, let's not let's not. I, act it, like that. It, my point exactly. My point exactly. Like you giving people fifty, you up three one. And you lost. So what's next, right? You think you you think he could go sixty? <laughs> like, like you think he got that in him? Never like say Donovan never, Mitchell. brother. I'm about to say I wouldn't put it past him. I, I like Donovan Mitchell. Him. Like, I, I, I'm if I'm just trying to be real, I I just I, I just don't see it. I just and I, I just think, don't see it. And I think their elevation this season is less about him picking his play up. And the rest of them motherfuckers picking their play up. They've been getting better production out of Mike. They've been getting better. Jordan Clarkson's on another planet this year. I don't know what he did this offseason. He needs to do that every year. He's on he's on a different level in his career right now. Rudy Gobert is Rudy Gobert. Yeah, we ain't going. We can't go back to that. Yeah, we gotta we gotta um, keep pushing. 
Yeah, no, we can't. We can't go back to Rudy Gobert. But I think it's less because Donovan Donovan Mitchell's numbers this year are like astronomically better than they've been. They're around the same, if not a little better. But the rest, the rest of the team is producing results. I'd just be interested to see if they could keep it up in the playoffs. That's that's really it. I feel like though I, we say that about so many teams that are in the playoffs, like Milwaukee, the Sixers, like. Okay, we're just going to – we have this whole category now of, okay, nice regular season, but let me see what you can do in the playoffs. Like, the Sixers are there, Milwaukee's there, Boston is there to an extent. Like, eventually, we need to just admit that these teams are good and not continue to expect because there are powerhouses in these conferences. I mean, we all agree, when healthy, there's nobody in the Lakers class in the West. There isn't. There's nobody in Brooklyn's class in the East. So it's kind of like when you have the Hall of Fame discussion, you have the Hall of Fame and then you have the Hall of Good. You let some guys in that don't really have the Hall of Fame credentials, but they're in the Hall of Good. We have a lot of good teams in the NBA, but we don't have that many title contenders. I think is what you got what we're getting to in this is that we need to admit there's a lot of great teams, but there aren't that many title contenders for the NBA. Is at the end of the day, we'll probably circle back and say it's probably the Lakers and the Nets are the two teams that we think will play for the finals. It's where the superstars are. That's the NBA. The title contenders are where the where the top five to seven players in the league are playing. Those are the title contenders. Like we can honestly look at the last decade and say, like, the best player in the world has won the title. For the years that LeBron's won the title, he's been the best player in the world. For the year that Steph Curry and the Warriors won the title, either Steph or KD was the best player in the world at the time. With the exception of, like, the Spurs that year. <laughs> but that was more so had to do with Miami's collapse and their winning. Like, if you – Brandon bring up a lot of good points. Like, if you don't have that top five player, it's damn near impossible to win a championship in this league. That's just, that's just how it is, man. I mean – Good points. And I'm sure somebody at home is going to hear this and bring up that Mavs team, but you'd be lying to yourself if you were saying that Dirk wasn't one of the best players in the league this season. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, let's not do that. (laughs) Let's not do that. You'd be lying to yourself. Dirk was the man man that year. All right. I think that's a good spot to leave off this edition of the opening kickoff podcast. KP, I'd say talk to you again, but this is your show next week, so – well, hopefully we can come back and do another show and it isn't terrible. Not saying that it will be, but don't ruin the show <laughs> in one week when we hand you the keys. All right. Think about to lose all his sponsors. I'm inviting Louis Farrakhan on to come talk with me. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, man. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It'll be, it'll be fun. Oh. And, well, and Dan's trying to book another guest for us so we can talk at the same time. We'll do that. Yo, if it's Mahomes, I'm playing, I'm killing bro. I'm, kill- I'm saying this right now. I'm saying <laughs> this right anybody now. anybody on the Chiefs organization, I'm done. It's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's I was going to say, all I'm going to say, if he does that, after two years of working with that team, he ain't a friend anymore. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. He no, don't... you can't You can't rock with Dan if, if Mahomes comes on the podcast that you're not on. Like exactly. nah, you, nah, that's some grimy shit. Get that. So hopefully that doesn't happen. We'll 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 be listening. The three of us will be back the following week. We just need a little little R and R 
So for KP, here for Brandon Stevens, Jason Tatum, league fits MVP this season, man. You see the way my man <laughs> been dressing before the games, man. Super soft. The drip Super is soft. crazy. The, it's not matching the on-court performance, but the drip is crazy. Appreciate it. For Peyton Gerard. I hope you guys like NBA. Listen to this. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else are we talking about, bro? You want to talk about spring training? Nah, come on. Hockey? Come on. Do we want to? Do we want to dive into the Russell Wilson trade rumors that the nigga not going to get traded? Yeah, like, he's on, not man. going anywhere. He's just upset. And they're like, you want to guy... talk about Dak? You want to talk about Dak's contract for the second year in a row? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I'm Dave Steinwell. Have a great week, everybody. We will talk to you in two weeks. KP will talk to you next week. Enjoy the week, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.